0: Do you love to practice? Are you getting everything that you want out of your practice? Are you improving? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee. Your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf. appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. I hope none of you are wearing white belts. They have been banned. So yeah, they've been banned from the tour. They've been banned completely. So from all golf courses, part of the new rules of golf starting in 2019 is no white belts. If you wear a white belt, you forfeit. You forfeit your match. If you wear a white belt and you happen to win a skin, you lose the skin. So you, you literally cannot make a penny in 2019 if you're wearing a white belt on the golf course. So just take that under advisement as you're moving forward. Uh, please get rid of your white belts any way possible. There's so many ways to destroy them. I'm actually thinking about doing a video to kind of ex- to demonstrate the many different ways that you can destroy a white belt. I mean, completely. Because you think you could just take it, you know, maybe just take it someplace like to goodwill, but that just means somebody else is going to wear it and sort of surrender, you know, to bad fashion and sort of surrender, you know, and that's, nobody wants that. This country needs to be rid itself of white belts completely. They should never be seen in public ever again. So hopefully we can do that together. I sure appreciate your support. If you want to join this sort of grassroots uprising, to um, rid the world of, of something that's been really a, a heinous crime for so long, then please go and, and join us and sign up for the contest. It's coming close to being over, but whitebelts.com. If you just go there, there's a nice little form that you fill out. It'll put your name in to um, a contest to win a, an attractive, um, appropriate colored belt, right? Navy, black, or gray. That's it, right? No whites, and I don't like browns either because browns are brown. So anyway, so there you go. Please join us for that. And we'll uh, hopefully, and, and we're going to create this, this big group. We'll have some exciting, you know, get togethers and parties around our hatred of white belts, but we'll see how that goes. Anyway, so focus of today's show. I, coming to the end of the year of 2018, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the ways I adjusted my practice to make it so it was way more effective. And I know I've talked a lot about how I use technology now to make sure that I'm practicing on the right things and I'm, I'm, I'm improving, right? And because I have instant feedback and because I have these cool technologies, these inexpensive cool technologies, not track I mean, not trackmans and other those things, um, that I can improve and I know that I can improve. But it's also changed the way I make goals, And the way I practice, because it used to be so different. It used to be, you'd say to yourself, you know what, I'm not hitting my driver very well. So I am going to go to the the range and I'm going to hit a million drivers until I know how to hit my driver better. And so you would go and you would manufacture some kind of a, you try everything, right? You try to swing more upright or try to swing flatter, or try to loosen your grip, try to move your hips more, right? You just, it was, a, it was a great big mess of trial and error because there was no way for us to know exactly where we were starting from. We just knew that it sucked. So we are out there trial and error, trying to dig it out of the dirt, as the old guys used to say, and try to figure it out. And it was completely inefficient. It was a, it was a de- disaster, but I used to do that. I used to go out to the golf range and say, look, I can leave as soon as I hit five good drives in, in a row, right? And that would be my goal. The problem was is I would manufacture some kind of a cockamamie weirdo swing to get that done, and I would have no idea what I was doing And now I know that those feels that I was feeling at the time don't translate. I can't go to the golf course using that feel in a day or two and have it work out for me. It doesn't work. So that's destroyed everything. So I think you'd work it out on the golf, on the range, and then you'd go out and play golf a couple days later and you would try to recreate some kind of a feel, some kind of an experience that you had on the range when you hit five good drives in a row and it didn't work and it never does work and it never will work because feels are fleeting. They don't work. So you got to get away from that. You're not going to the range to to accomplish anything that way. So what I was able to do, though, what you're able to do with technology is you get accurate feedback. So you can say, okay, I am going to, like if you're using the swing bite, I am going to practice. I'm going to do 20 swings. I'm going to work on, um, I'm going to work on my swing speed. I'm going to work on the shape of my swing, I'm gonna work on swing plane, whatever it is, but at the end of it you say to yourself, you know what, I'm gonna do five swings that are dead on plane, or I'm gonna do five swings that are faster than 95 miles an hour, or whatever it is, and you finish it up on something that you know accurately is is accurate. That the feedback is accurate. So you know that you are accomplishing something that you're setting out to do. When I would go to the the range and try to hit five good drives in a row, I was hitting five good drives But the ball lies. I could be putting a horrible swing on it and develop some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of uh, a feel, I guess if we're going to use that word, develop into some kind of a pattern that was working, got my timing just right so I could get and hit, manufacture five decent drives so I could get off the driving range, but that wasn't improving my swing at all. It could have been making it worse and chances are it was making it worse. Because my goal was just to hit five good shots. My goal wasn't to fix my golf swing. Now with technology and appropriate feedback, we have the ability to fix our golf swings. And we can set goals then to help us, we can, that can help us actually improve our golf swings. So as an example, I'm going to just, I'm going to go really, really sort of basic on this one to hopefully make some sense. And, and it's a way to change goals. Goals are super important. I, I love to make goals, but the, really the devil's in the details, so I found a cool saying this week that said, um, "You know, see, motivation gets it moving, but discipline gets it done." Right. So motivation gets it moving, discipline gets it done. So how do we set goals? And I think we set goals when we're motivated. Yeah, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to too handicap. No matter what, I'm going to do this. And we get motivated and we set some kind of a goal. But then we forget to put in the details of what it's going to take to make that goal happen. And it's really in the details and following those details, being disciplined enough to follow those details is awesome. That's the way, that's where it gets done, right? That's where the change actually occurs. And if you're doing it from a place where you've got accurate feedback and you've got the details, now we're on to something. That's that's rapid golf improvement. Okay, so I'm going to use so I'm gonna use this little gadget here. It's the swing caddy PT30. It's made from from swing caddy. I love this little device. It's a little putting device. And I'll tell you why I love it, because it's accurate and it's instant feedback. It doesn't connect to an app, which I like, because it's instant. I flip this thing on, it takes two seconds, the display lights up, and I can start putting right then. I just keep it on my putter when I'm here in the office and it fires up. Well, the cool thing about this is it, it, it measures tempo, which is great. But it also, for me, especially what I like to work on is it's measuring my club fit, my club head at impact, my putter face at impact, if it's square or not. And this thing does such a great job because it will tell you if your face was closed or if your face was open and anything, and it's got a little variability in it. So anything less than 0.5 degrees off, whether open or closed, close, it considers straight. So it gives me a little variability there. So I don't have to be completely perfect. But I will go through and work on my tempo, work on my stroke, do whatever. But at the end of it, I can say, okay, I have to putt. I have to finish with five putts, 10 putts, 15 putts, whatever it is, less than 0.5 degrees open or closed, right? To really develop some consistency. And I have the instant feedback to tell me. And it's not where the golf ball's going, right? Because you can make, you can slice across the ball with a close club face and kind of cover some things up. This is measuring my face, the putter face, if it's open or closed. That's all it's measuring, right? So that's what I can focus on. If I can get the club face, if it starts square, and if it goes back and comes back to the ball, and it's within 0.5 degrees open or shut, then I'm going to hit a pretty straight putt and as far as this thing's good this is considered the putting the swing caddy putter analyzer it's considered a straight putt and and I will say it, it really works I have putted entire rounds with this with this device on my putter um, it's it's fabulous I love this thing so that's how I'll in my practice I will work on whatever I want to work on I will work on tempo I work on speed I'll work on um um yeah Speed of putts. I work on all kinds of stuff, but when it gets down to it, whatever I want to improve, and for me, it's always about that club face, or the putter face. For me, I I always close the putter face more than a degree. Sometimes it's like three. To, when I started using this device, I would close the putter face four degrees and had no idea. So that messes up your alignment. That messes up how you read putts. It messes up everything. You could read a putt perfectly, but if you putt if you putt it with a four degrees with your club face or your putter face four degrees closed, good luck. You're not making that putt. With a perfect read, you're done. So then you would question your read, you'd get all freaked out. It also creates the ball to go further than it would normally would, right? Because you've got kind of hook spin on it. So then my distance control was freaking me out. The whole thing was bad. Now that I've got this putting device, I will finish and say, look, I have to putt 10 in a row with the putter face being less than 0.5 degrees and it's usually closed for me. Less than 0.5 degrees closed. So 0.4, 3, 2, 1, or 0. Those are great. And I will then finish my practice session with doing something like that, where I have accurate feedback and I'm working on one specific thing. I am laser focused on one specific thing to finish up on so I can improve. And then I can go back and look. I like to log it. So I start when I started this, my, my goal was, so I was four degrees on average closed on a putt. So... I would practice and practice, and when I, finished my, when I finished my practice session, it would be I have to do 10 in a row less than three degrees off, right? I, I wasn't going to kill myself the first day, and so I worked on that, and that one took longer. Embarrassingly, it took a lot longer than I thought it would, but that's how I systematically worked on my putting. So over the course of a couple weeks, I got down to a place where I can now putt, and I can do 10 in a row under 0.5 degrees closed. And that is a really straight putt. I still like, I like the face a little bit closed. Anyway, I just like how it feels off the putter face. And I've learned that too. You will learn, you will learn how it feels off the face of your putter to have the putter square. Now, I like to have it just slightly closed. It kind of feels better to me. It's a little more solid hit. So one to two, you know, 0.2 to 0.1 degrees closed. Oddly <laughs> enough, feels good to me. Better than one to 1.1 to to point two degrees open, not, it doesn't feel so good. That feels like a total sliced putt. So when you, practice, when you practice on these tiny little focused things, it's amazing how focused and how good your touch can become. Where you're, uh, you're now, your awareness of the putter face will increase dramatically because you're focused on something that is so small and so incremental. Just tiny, right? Just tiny halves of degrees make a difference but you're focusing on it so closely and you have such accurate feedback that you can get that good. You will feel it in your hands, right? You will feel it. You will know if you've hit a straight putt or not. Dead on no. Where before, if my I was looping the putter or this, that, and the other, there was no way to tell where the putter face was. But I know if my putter face is square now. So that is how I would recommend. If there's something glaringly bad in your game, whether it's iron shots or whatever. We need to get a piece of technology on that club that will tell you and show you exactly what you're doing wrong. Then you can work on those things and then the goal becomes whatever it takes. So say it's to be on plane. I am going to finish this practice session by doing what, you know, I'm going to have five swings on plane within these parameters before I leave this range. You'll have instant feedback. You will know if you get it done and you will be improving your golf swing. And that's the most important. That changes everything. When you can trust your golf swing, your confidence is soaring and then you can play really, really good golf. You're not all freaking out up in your head with every bad shot because you trust your golf swing. You know you can pull the shot off. You know what it feels like. You know what your golf swing should be doing. And that is the best way to play golf. Golf is a difficult game. It will always be a difficult game. It's a game of, of, of inches. It's a game of seconds, microseconds, all of that. So we really have to be specific in our practice to get really good. Anyway, so hopefully that's helpful. Whatever you're doing, find a piece of technology. Hope it works. If it's a full swing, I recommend the swing bite. I love that thing. If it's putting, I always recommend the swing caddy, putting analyzer. Uh, I know swing bites are getting pretty hard to get hold of anymore, But the Swing Caddy Putting Analyzer, it's a pretty, I think it's under $100. It's an an amazing practice tool. Definitely go out and get yourself one of those. No, I don't have a link. No, I don't make any money off them. That is just, it's awesome and I want you to know. So anyway, hopefully that's helpful to somebody. We're going to talk more about some practice things and how to prepare for 2019 for the rest of kind of the year. So hopefully you'll join us for that. Until we have our next discussion, always remember better data from better practicing and better practice techniques and better practice equipment and technology always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.